Welcome to Stories of Significance here on the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. My name is Jeff Melton, and I have the privilege of being joined here by Mike Teague. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing great. Can't complain. Can't complain. And we have a lot to get to today um, before we jump into a really interesting conversation we had with um, one of our newest sports um, and with wrestling. Um, but before we get right into that, let's give you a little bit of a breakdown of last week. So it was a busy uh, just week overall, you know, a lot of it was on campus, and we we know a lot of you listening at home were able to make it. You know, we had men's basketball, um, you know, hosted uh, a game, uh, played Chapman University, which is an NCAA D3 team. So it's kind of one of those interesting things in basketball where we're counting the result, and Chapman's using it as basically a scrimmage to start the year. So had success there. Women's basketball is on the road in Montana. They braved the uh, the nice weather of Montana. You know, as meanwhile it's sunny at the highest 75 here in Southern California. So they went one on one of their road trip. Um, wrestling, Mike, you were in the house for wrestling. It was pretty much all hands on deck. It was packed. You know, it was awesome. What, yeah. Give us a little breakdown of what you thought about it. Oh my gosh, I think that this is gonna this sport's gonna add a ton to our community, and uh, we just saw, even though they lost against a really good division two program though mm-hmm. in uh, san francisco state um it was it was a phenomenal environment and uh we packed the pit for the first time for the the return of the mat men right yeah so that's awesome for us and then going back and then you know right after that it was about five six hours later we were all back on campus getting ready for the uh gsac championships for cross country so uh, our women won back-to-back uh, conference championships. So that was the third overall meet they've won this year. Out of they only run about seven or eight times, yeah, right? Yeah, Something not like too that. many, but they dominated almost every one. Yeah, in. so yeah. they've won three of those, and so we'll be sending those, that team all the way back to the national tournament. Yeah, thank well, Washington. Up, up, up to yeah, the yeah, national yeah, we're tournament. Going north. Yeah, we're going yeah, north. We're, we're going north. Um, and then the men uh, got fifth uh, out of the nine teams in the conference, but um, they'll be sending a pair of runners to the national tournament, correct? correct? Yep, yep, two runners going up there. It'll so be great. Caleb and Josh got that. And then, um, you know, other conference play. So volleyball wrapped things up with a uh, 3-0 victory on the road. So they're kind of going to move into postseason play. Uh, men's soccer played quarterfinal round. Uh you know, it was, it was a tight game, and all of a sudden you look up to the scoreboard and it's 4-1. That was crazy. You know, really and, matchup, and yeah. we're moving on to the next next round of the GSAC tournament. And then, as we come to a close, men's basketball played uh, again Saturday night. Close, close game. Couple bounces of the ball. Don't go our way down the last, you know, two minutes of that game. Lose by seven. Um, but if we thought that was a handful – Mike, let's let's jump into what we got going on this next week. Um, you know, starting on Tuesday here in the pit. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's uh, what we call championship season though for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've got our, our development team for basketball is actually in. Uh, they're going to kind of be the first game that they have in the pit coming up, and so they'll be playing uh, a local institution there. It's a, a small school, I think it's called. Um, it's the Ron R- Institute. Yeah, it's a yeah. Ron Institute. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll be playing them, and then we've got. Uh, to go chase some banners. And so we've got men's and women's soccer. They'll be playing up in Santa Barbara. So the men's team will play against Menlo College. Women's will play against the Masters University. And those are both in the GSAC semifinals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then 
hopefully they continue to advance to the finals and they'll stay up in Santa Barbara a little bit longer and mm-hmm. be able to, to finish those up. Wrestling gets back onto the mat as well, but they will be up in Prescott, Arizona, where they will go um, up against Campbellsville University as well as Sierra College. And then for men's basketball, it's actually a really big week for them. They go up and travel to Kentucky, and they will play the number one team in the country, Georgetown College, which is a powerhouse. Might as well be the Georgetown Hoyas sometimes. They're so good. And so they'll play them, and then I believe they have another matchup against Midway University as well, another program out of Kentucky. Yeah, so they'll be be playing that game at uh, Georgetown, so that'll be a neutral site outing for them. Yeah, and then women's volleyball, uh, they basically, they're they're going up to Menlo, who won the conference, and so they'll be going up there to play William Jessup University in the quarterfinal matchup and then move on to play – uh, if they win, then they would play Westmont in the semifinals, and mm-hmm. so uh, crazy week going on just all over across the board. That, I mean that 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 that's one of those hardest tournaments because you have to basically play three matches in less than twenty four hours oh, yeah, you know, in the conference tournament. Yeah, so in a really you know, tough environment. Yeah, exactly. You know, going on the road and things like that. So you know that's why everyone shoots. You know, to be one of those one or two seeds to have that buy. Um, you know, Friday night and things like that. So. You know, big week on campus. Uh, actually, most of them are off campus. All we really got on campus is our, our D-team home opener, yep. which we're all looking forward to. Uh, if you guys haven't watched those guys play, I mean, they, they pack the pit just as well as, you know, any of our other teams uh, across yeah. the board. I'm not sure if anyone's going to get to the level of wrestling with standing room only. Yeah. And no, man, no it was doubt. a sauna no in doubt. there for that. But super exciting week on campus. Um, so that's kind of uh, where we're at in the the state of Vanguard Athletics. But yep. um, Mike had a chance to sit down with um, Armin yep. off our um, wrestling team. Yeah, he's got a really cool story of how how he ended up at Vanguard, yeah. and you know, even since the first time I met him on his signing day, and then. I think he's dropped what two weight classes since then. Yeah, and, I think he's and, at one seventy four right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and so just the transformation he's gone under physically as well as you know emotionally and spiritually just throughout his journey and then what Vanguard's pouring into his life is really interesting. So we're gonna go ahead and head into that conversation that Mike Teague had with Armin Fayazi off the men's wrestling team here at Vanguard University. Welcome back to the podcast studio where we are joined today by. Men's wrestling student athlete Armand Fayazi. Armand, welcome to the podcast studio, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> glad to have you here. So, uh, Armand is uh, part of our inaugural wrestling team here, and so we're just gonna chat a little bit about you know wrestling, uh, Vanguard, all the fun things here. And so I'm gonna just go ahead and tell the the listeners here just a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know where you're from, your major. Obviously, everyone knows you wrestle, I suppose. But uh, yeah, give us a little background on you. Um, so I'm a junior. Um, I'm a sociology major. I'm actually focusing more on criminology, mm. which is under sociology at this school, so I'd go under that. Right. And then um, I'm actually right down the street. I'm from Irvine originally, so just about 20 minutes away. I'm a local boy. Nice, nice. Irvine High School, right? Irvine High School, the Vaqueros. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, um, you know, I know for wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers have been wrestling since birth, it seems like, right? I, I feel like all the wrestlers I know, like, oh, how long? Oh, basically, like, since I could walk, you know? Pretty much, uh, yeah. Kind of the same for you. How long have you been wrestling? What has it been like for you and kind of your family, I guess? I'm actually the first in my family to wrestle, which is weird for my culture. Like, a lot of, uh, like, Iranians definitely wrestle. Yeah. Since what you said, footsteps. But I didn't start wrestling till 2012, so I'm going on nine years. Okay. So I kind of started late. Yeah, you would yeah. think, because all those all those top notch guys have been wrestling since they're like three, four, 
So, yeah, I definitely had a late start, but I'm kind of glad that I started late because I feel like a lot of people that start super young kind of tend to burn out mm. and they kind of lose like that passion or that love for the sport. So I don't look at it as a like a hindrance that I started late. I look at it as a positive thing like, hey, like I have so much drive still. Yeah, I have so much more left in me. So I don't care that I'm I may or may not be behind. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's good. So who is? I mean, it sounds like 2000. Were you a freshman in high school then when you started wrestling? A little bit, a little bit before. A little before. Who? Little I mean, before. who was the, the influence you that said like, you know, hey, you you should wrestle? Or was it just you seeing some someone and you're like, oh, I kind of want to get on the mat and, you know, grapple with someone? No, it was my friends. I I hated it at first. Oh actually. really? Okay. I went to a f- uh, like two practices and I was like, I believed all the stereotypes about it, and I was yeah. just like, no, I I'm going back to football. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I'm a very indecisive person, and I just I weighed in on it more and more in my head, and I was like, let's go back. Let's try it. And uh, I always believe, like, if you're going to do something, like, if you're going to wrestle or you're going to play a sport, like, at least finish out the season. Right. And then figure out, is this for me or not? Finished out the season, ended up being for me, and look where we are nine years later still. Yeah. Still going after it. Still got a lot of love for it. It's the best thing that's that happened to me for sure. That's that's great. So, what is it about the sport that you that that makes you keep coming back? You just mentioned like, yeah, hey, keep coming back. I still have a love for it. What does that drive for you? What what is it about that sport where you're on the mat looking face to face with someone and uh, or it just keeps you going in the training room every single day, getting on the mat? What what keeps you going? There's a few things. I think for sure it's like my team. Like I, I've never had a team like this, like so close hmm. and such a good bond. Like. I know wrestling is an individual sport. Like, it's just one-on-one on the mat. So, like, it's either all you. You know, you win, you get all the glory, you lose, it's all on you, and you're at the lowest of lows. But, like, this team, like, we've just built such a, such a like, bond and, like, so much love for each other that, like, I think anybody on this team would do anything for each other. And it's just, it's something that pushes me. And when we're in the room every single day, like, 6 in the morning, no one wants to be there. Right. But like we're all cheering and legit like we we get up and we scream and we do all this stuff and we clap and we pump each other up and sometimes we even have like meetings like hey guys like we need to get together we need to talk like if something we're not feeling what happened you know like we work things out and it's just that pushes me to become a better leader or a, just a better teammate and just I don't know. Overall, it's it's really good, and that pushes me every single day. And then also that one-on-one combat where the glory is yours. You know, you train your butt off to pretty much break another person. And when you accomplish that, it's an amazing feeling. Right. Those hours and hours and hours of constant, like, heavy breathing and going after it and, like, thinking in your head, like, man, like, am I going to make it through this? And then once you get your hand raised, it's you're like, wow. I'll do that a hundred more times again. I don't mm. care. Like, let's go back and do it. Yeah. So touch on that. I mean, you know, we recently had the, our first match here in the pit, uh, or dual meet, I, I suppose, uh, f- since 39 years, you know, we we're bringing wrestling back first time, 39 years. And how was that for you? You were one of the, uh, the three who, who won yesterday. I mean, and we had a good crowd there. Uh, what's that feeling like for you seen in, in front of the Vanguard crowd who hasn't seen wrestling and seems like so hungry for wrestling and, and that success. How was that for you? Just, being able to honestly kind of dominate your opponent yesterday or uh, in that meet and just just be able to go for it. It was an unreal experience. You know, I've wrestled in junior college 
Um, I've been, to, I wrestled D1. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the starter, but I've, I was there. I saw like the people there. I saw how it was and it was not like this. Hmm. Like the way the things are at this school, the bond, the people, like the support, it's unreal. Like everybody loves you. Everybody cares about you. And I've never experienced that. And there's people that I've never even talked to in my life that are cheering me on and saying, go arm on. It's like, hi, I don't, (laughs) that's so cool. (laughs) And like people like today and yesterday after the match, just coming up to me and like congratulating me. Like that's never happened to me before. Even like at where anywhere else that I wrestled at and I would win. And let's say it's the same result. No one would say anything, which is fine. Right. It's just, it's a different culture here and we're building something and we're just going to continue to grow. And, I think like a lot of great things are going to happen here and Vanguard's behind us. And we love the fact that that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for you, you were one of the first recruits that Caleb had um, or started talking with really. And Mm -hmm. so what was that journey for you? How did you end up at Vanguard? You know, you mentioned you're at Santa Ana college and then you were at university of Wyoming. Yes. uh, And now here at Vanguard, how, how did you end up here? Man, it, it's crazy. I, uh, after Wyoming, I, I just wanted to be back home. I got really homesick and I was just, I took a semester off and I just, I felt like a bum. Like I wasn't doing anything with my life. And Hmm. I was like, man, I need to, I need to wrestle. I need to get back there. I still got that fire. I still got two years left. I need to do something with my life because you only get one opportunity to do this. So you got to go out there and get it. So I was debating. I was like, man, I guess I'm going back to the Midwest. I'm, <laughs> I was talking to a couple of schools out there and I was just thinking about it. I was talking to my pastor about it. Like, man, I don't know if I want to go back to the Midwest and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's like wrestling forums, you know, we're wrestlers do that. We look up all this stuff that's going on. It's a community. It's a really tight knit community. Exactly. Yeah. And then one day I just saw that it said, I heard that Vanguard's going to start a program. So, Kept looking each and every day, and then bam, I see that you guys hired Coach Flores, and I was like, "Wow, that guy was my freaking that was my enemy school in community <laughs> college." <laughs> yeah. So we didn't know each other, but we knew of each other. Right. And as soon as I saw that, I remember I was in one of my classes in uh in junior college. I was taking like an extra class just just right. to be productive. Yeah. And uh, I emailed him while I was in class. I was like we got to do this. And then he emailed me back. And then I don't know, a few days later I was on campus. I was like, listen, you don't got to sell me, you know, like let's, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's move the process along. And we just got it rolling. You got it rolling. And now you're here and, and yeah. you know, you're, you're one of the founding members of this kind of a reestablished program. Uh, as it's, it's kind of coming through there. So what has the school been like for you then? You know, you, we kind of talked before this, um, you know, how things were going, but what has Vanguard been like? And what are some things that you're kind of looking forward to, maybe even off the mat uh, for this year at, at a new school? It's It's been good. You know, I was kind of nervous at first because small school, small campus. But, I mean, the way things are, like the teachers, uh, the, the kids, the students, everybody around me, so nice, so supportive you know, always willing to help. It's like, you don't even know me, but they're there for you. And I've never been to a school that, um, like faith is very, very heavy. Mm. So I've never, like growing up, I was never super religious. I was, but not like I was religious, but not super religious. Right. Right. I don't know if that's a weird way to put it. Super religious. (laughs) But, um, 
man, I just feel like being around here and being in this environment and this culture, it just makes you a better person all around. Like it makes me want, want to be a better man. It makes me want to be a better future husband, a better person in general. Just like, I don't know. Like, I guess you would say like wrestling is a very tough sport Mm -hmm. and you want to hurt your opponent. Not necessarily, but you know, we have like that mean attitude, but then like having like being around all this, it makes me like be like, they're a person too, you know, like you got to look out for each other. Like, even though I'm trying to break you at the end of the day, we're both wrestlers. Mm -hmm. We both practice. We both go through the same trials and tribulations. So we should respect each other. So I just feel like being at this school, it makes me keep things in perspective and realize like, Hey, like this God and everything, all that stuff is like way, way, way bigger than I can comprehend. Right. So it's just take life, take life for the good of it's, I don't even know. Yeah. No, it's, no. it's amazing. It's yeah. Just, you know, it keeps you grounded. It yeah. makes you realize that we're lucky to be in the situations that we are. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, uh, that's, that's really good stuff. And, um, you know, what are some things maybe as you've looked back, cause your journey has been a little bit different. Um, there's no wrong journey. Uh, right. But it's, it's taking you a little while to get to this point where you're like, you know what? I finally, I finally found a home, right. A place where uh, I feel like I'm, I'm here and I'm invested. I'm all in. Right. What, what are some things you've learned in that kind of time frame from graduating high school until now that you look back on and you wish, and like, I wish 18 year old Armand knew like this one thing. Man, I just wish that I realized, I wish I realized that you need to take advantage of the moment and kind of capture everything because very few, like what happened yesterday, like that's a moment I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it's like, you really need to soak that in and just enjoy it for everything that it is because not a lot of people are lucky enough to wrestle collegiately to win in front of a huge home crowd. Like there's a very few percentage of wrestlers that from high school that make it to college and college, make it to the Olympics and this and that, like just being in the position that I am in and all my teammates are in. We're so, so, so lucky. Like it's ridiculous. Like it's, I'm trying to put it in words, but it's really hard to configure. So, I just say, like, capture the moment, seize the moment, and realize that this is, like, way above us. So we just need to, like, realize that, hey, like, what's the word? Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. yeah. Don't take it for granted because it could go away just like a snap of the finger. Like, it, it could be gone just like that. No, it totally can. Yeah, I mean, you only have so many years that you can wrestle really at a high level. And, you know, obviously, you can pursue higher levels as well, but – is only moments that you get to be able to wrestle in front of a home crowd or wrestle with what you'll determine as brothers really uh, and have a team environment and so uh, that's that's good for anyone coming up like really just seize those moments and just enjoy and cherish those moments right don't try to rush through college or or rush oh, through no. those opportunities yeah. like just enjoy it right yeah even uh even like coach Flores and coach Ivano coach Kelly coach John they were telling us like hey like we would literally give up anything to be in the situation that you guys are in. Hmm. And I took that to heart. Cause it's like, 
once it's over, it's over. Like you can coach and you still have that fire in you and you still get excited. But cause I've coached high school too. And it's like, man, I want to be out there so bad. Right. Right. I just want to wrestle for my guy. But you know, that's why you just got to take it for what it is and enjoy it while you have it. That's yeah. That's uh that's special stuff to hear, you know, and so it that's is. where, you know, once you have that perspective now, it's like, all right, you can start, you have a young team now, right around you. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, the dad of the team. I know that I've heard that thrown around, right? <laughs> yeah, associate, assistant, head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, but really, you've got some of these young guys you can really just pour into and, and kind of help them kind of realize that, right? And, yeah. And that's that's good. Great opportunity for you to have. So as you look forward towards this season, you know, it's, it's a young season. It's a, it's a winter sport. So you've got two semesters that you're working through. What are the goals for you? I, I know ultimate goals are, you know, for individual titles and all that. But, man, what, what for you would check off, like, you know, this is a goal that I've met. Uh, the season and uh, just personally and even physically and and on the mat as well? You know, I have high goals. You know, they say like reach for the stars and whatnot, but I believe that you also have a need to have a little bit of reality in it. So as the season goes and as my training gets better, I'm sure that my aspirations are going to continue to rise. But like currently where we are right now, I want to be an All-American. Okay. And there may be like people that say, hey, like, why don't you say national champion or, you know, higher and higher. And it's just. I feel like it's very cliche for people to say, oh, I want to be a national champion. Like. It's so, so, so much easier said than done, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one national champion in the whole nation. Right. So. Right now. I'm not where I need to be, you know, I'm. I'm sure, like, people that don't know wrestling, not in a bad way. Like, right. it's not their fault. They're just like, oh, my God, like you said, you did so amazing. And I like to be positive, but then also, like, I look back on yesterday, and I'm like, man, like, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And even my coaches bring that to my attention, not in a bad way, just, like, right. constructive right. criticism. Absolutely. So it's like, all right, I know what I need to do. So right now, I know I have the experience. I'm a vet, kind of. I have the talent to be an all-american i just need to like get over the little humps and fix the minor details and then maybe as the season will go along maybe national champion will be in my head but right now currently i want to be an all-american okay and from there we'll progress next year definitely national champion is coming there you go all right that'd be awesome i mean hey we'd love to have a national champion another one here you're gonna get one yeah that's good i love it's gonna be on the map we're gonna we're going to bring some attention to this school. Yeah. You know what? I've already seen that. Um, even when you guys went up to that Menlo Invitational, we got, uh, we got a, a great email and text from the AD up there. And uh-huh. uh, he was very complimentary of you guys and saying, man, like, you guys are doing some special things down there. And he's a wrestling guy, so he knows. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that yeah, you guys are doing that. And so I think you already are starting to put him on the map. And, you know, in Southern California, there's not many opportunities for, for student athletes to wrestle post-college, right? And that's where yeah. you, you were saying at the, the beginning of the podcast here. You know, I was thinking about going back to the Midwest. That's where all the opportunity is, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, now that we're in Southern California, you, you know it. You've seen it. There's so much talent here oh and yeah, so much definitely. in California in general, right? Um, let me, you know what? Let me ask a question about that. What What would you think the expectation should be for, for Vanguard Wrestling? Uh, we'll say five years down the line. Five years down the line? Five top, years. Top 10 team. Top 10 team? Top 10 team. Okay. Yeah. And that's a high aspiration. That's a high goal. But being in the practice room every day with what our coaches put us through, we work so much harder than a lot of schools. Mm. Like, yes, it's cliche to say that, 
but you know, I've been in other rooms. I've seen other programs. I have, I know people that are on other programs. Right. They don't do the things that we do. So you just, you really just have to have confidence when you step on the mat and know that like this person in front of you has not worked as hard as you. They have not pushed themselves to their limit. They're not going hours and hours and hours, six, five, whatever days a week it is. Like you just have to believe that, Hmm. you know, coach puts us through workouts an hour and a half and that's not that long. Right. 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 But it's literally nonstop. Like we just go after it, after it, after it. So it's, what's a seven minute match. Right. You know, if you can go 90 minutes nonstop, what's to stop you from going seven minutes? If you go OT, 11 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, you know, we get hyped up for that. I don't know if you remember, but when uh, Sapien, Josh, that yeah. heavyweight, when he went to OT, we we do this thing where you go, you know, you put the O up and you go OT. Okay, that's so, what you guys were on. We were yeah, all trying to figure it out, yeah. but it's OT. We're okay. trying to hype up the crowd, yeah, too, because yeah. <laughs> we live for those moments. Right. This is this is nothing. We we go so hard that we need a, we can go out there and we can do it. Yeah, and with Sapien last night, I mean, it seemed like he was just energized and he just outlasted yeah. that guy, right? Yeah. That was a battle. And he, he, he's got a lot of stamina and a lot of, like, energy for a heavyweight. He's definitely the hardest heavyweight I've been around. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Sure. You, guys, you guys have an incredible core of just really talented athletes. And like I said, Vanguard is going to be on the map soon enough, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and I'm sure you guys look at the conference ranking when it came out. You guys were at the bottom. Uh, and so yeah. I, I'm sure that that's like, all right, let's – Let's uh, turn some heads this year, right? And exactly. Let's let's do some big things. Paper don't mean nothing. We no, look at it that. It's it's a little disrespectful, but it really doesn't mean anything. Paper, it's just writing on paper. You go out there and you do your thing, and yeah, it's gonna change. Dominate your opponent, right? That's that's exactly. the goal, right? Um, so you know, you touched on your faith a little bit, but how do you think God's challenging you in this chapter of your life at Vanguard? You, you said you've never been around a faith-based school or around it and uh, involved as much. How is that challenging you? And how do you feel that He's challenging you through the season of your life? I think that being a wrestler, being, like, masculine is, like, hey, like, you need to be good. You need to be okay at all times. Like, never show any weakness. Hmm. And for me, I feel like I'm a veteran. So, or as 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 far as this team goes, right, you right, know, yep. me and Andrew and Sabian, we're, like, the only juniors. So, it's, like we're the ones that are supposed to set the tone. We're the ones that are supposed to go out there and dominate. So that does put a little bit of pressure on me and it gives me like a little bit of self doubt. Hmm. Like I kind of have to, uh, it's not necessarily I'm worried about my opponent. It's worried about myself in my head. Like, can I go out there and do the things that I want to do? You know, I, I do struggle with that. Sometimes I do get nervous. You know, I, I do so much work and I know that and I work so hard. I know that. But still, there's always like this little thing in my head that's holding me back. Mm. So I think that's like the biggest thing I struggle with. So just trying to work on that and try to like little by little, like realize that I'm worthy and I'm great and I can do all these great things. I just have to continuously tell myself that mm. or maybe that's like something I need to do with my coaches, talk to them about that or like you know, some adult and try to get some help to realize that, Hey, I can do this. I just need to like get past these little things, you know? Right. Right. Almost like leaning into that weakness and realizing, you know, I, I can't be the perfect, you know, perfect everything. Right. It's like yeah. learning that I can be, there's some areas where I can learn and I can grow and I can 
uh, you know, grow out of that weakness, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, being open with that and being vulnerable, I think. Yeah, is, like even is just huge, talking about right? it, it's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh man, no Dang. chink in the armor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's really good. And um, I, you know, uh, you as a sociology criminology um, kind of focus, I, I think we talked when you had first come in, just and visited the school. I want to say you were talking about law enforcement. Is that is that the ultimate goal for you? Is that what you're looking to do in the future? That's plan A. Okay. That's plan A. And then, you know, I would not mind having some type of involvement as a coach. Okay. So, you know, I know with, uh, like, trying to get into law enforcement, there's a lot of a lot of tests, a lot of background, all that stuff you have to go into. So it's not it's something guaranteed. You know, I know there's, like, times where they're hiring, like, in bulk. And then there's times where they're not hiring at mm. all. It just kind of goes in waves. So by the time I'm done here, you know, we'll try to get into that. And that is the goal. But ultimately, like, I'm open to it not happening. That that doesn't mean I don't want to do it. I'm just, like, I understand, like, the realities. Like, if it weren't to happen, then, hey, I would love to teach and coach, too. Mm. I don't know what I would teach exactly, but because coaching is my main thing right, that I, w- right. I would want to do. <laughs> so, you know. We'll see what happens in a couple of years, and then we'll go on from there. But I would be waking up happy every single day doing one of those professions for sure. There you go. That That's great. And that's where I think as you've kind of navigated your way and, you know, finding your last two years now in college, you're going to – it's going to hit you pretty quick, right? And so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, for you, doing everything you can on the mat while you can and in the room and then uh, still preparing for, for life once you're finished up, right? Yeah. Um, and so – what would you say? This is kind of, I guess, the last question. I mean, any uh, any recruits who might be listening in, or anyone who might be thinking about coming to Vanguard as a wrestler, uh, you're in it. Um, what what stands out? I think for uh, for you, uh, what what would stand out as a recruit? What like what would be your pitch if you you had a recruit on campus? You're like, hey, like this is why Vanguard's for you. I would just tell them like flat out that even though I may not know anything about them or like what team they've been on, I'm just going to tell them straight up. Like you've never had a team like this. Hmm. You've never had a bond so tight. We've had parents from recruits come and watch our matches or not our matches, our practices. Mm -hmm. And this is when we were practicing for maybe a couple weeks, you know, everybody was still pretty new, but we were like already tight with each other. And the parents were like, wow, like how long have like all these guys known each other? And they're, you know, Coach Flores is like, oh, just a couple of weeks. And they're like, wow, like, it seems like they've known each other forever. Like, the bond is so tight. You know, we're freaking fighting it out in practice, going hard, hating each other. And then 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, we're at the calf laughing, eating food, and just that's how it is, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we'll hate each other, and then we'll love each other, but that's just wrestling. And then here, it's just, it's beyond that. It's so much more than that. And we just really care for each other. And we're always, you should, oh man, if you were just around us, you'd laugh. Like we just, we do so much for each other. And like, like for example, Shin, he has to, he has to eat a lot, which is like the opposite of wrestlers. (laughs) Everybody loses weight, but this guy, he needs to bulk up. So everybody's just constantly like, Hey Shin, like, come on, eat your plate. You know, we bring them plates and we're just like, eat, eat, eat. And we're like, you can't leave until you finish this plate. (laughs) And I don't know if that's the best example, but like, we just like look out for each other and we're like, it doesn't matter if 
you're the freaking best of the best wrestler or you're the lowest of lows. Like we're there for you and we're going to tell you your flaws and your good things. And we're just going to constantly be behind you and push you forward. And no matter what, we're going to be like in your corner, like yelling, screaming your butt off. Like mm. we all lost our voices at the tournaments, just yelling for each other and supporting each other. And I've been on teams where it's like you're wrestling and your teammates are just in the bleachers listening to music, doing their own thing. It's mm. not like that here. Mm. We're all there for each other and we all support each other. That's awesome. That's something special that's, that's hard to build and to have that in your first season. Yeah. In the first few amazing. weeks of school, basically. I mean, that's that's incredible. So. A uh, huge testament to what, you know, Coach Flores and you guys have done, bought into that, you know, mm-hmm. that culture of uh, of uh, brotherhood, really, is what it is. And so, uh, well, cool, Armand, thank you so much for joining us here today in the podcast room. And, uh, you know, feel free to continue to follow along on their journey as they uh, continue to make a name for Vanguard Wrestling, right? And so, um, Armand, once again, appreciate you joining in. Best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Go Lions. Go Lions. Welcome back to Stories of Significance. Mike great conversation i certainly learned a lot about armin um just by listening to you guys you know talk about it during the interview process here but you know kind of as you you've taken a little bit of time here since we recorded that and you're just kind of thinking back on your conversation what what's the thing that sticks out most for you yeah so when i spoke with armin it was fresh off the their meet right so it was literally the day after we had that conversation and uh you could just tell he was he was hyped, man. He was, mm-hmm. uh, but he he's pretty even killed. Uh, he has a very very good head on his shoulders. And I thought one of the more interesting things to me was he started wrestling late. Um, most guys, as they get into wrestling, uh, they start at like you know four or five, six years old. Mm-hmm. And he didn't start until high school and didn't like it at first. And mm-hmm. so he's actually someone who's going to continue to get better. Has a great head on his shoulders. Wants to just keep pushing himself as hard as he can. And uh, is just going to live for the moment. And I think that that's what I I really appreciated about him and. Uh, just being able to, to chat with him and, and kind of see where his passion lies. So, yeah, awesome conversation. Really excited to see how he finishes up here at Vanguard and how he makes a, an impact as kind of a founding member of this wrestling team as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a great conversation with Armand. Especially as one of the kind of elder statesmen yeah. of the program. Yeah, one of the old guys on the team, right? Well, old, so to speak. But Yeah, yeah. with the experience, you know, of, of having those those few guys on the roster that did transfer in you know, from other four-year institutions right. and then a lot of the, you know, the the, the rising freshmen of how they're combining, um, you know, what Caleb Flores and, and his trio of assistants are doing on that front is really interesting to see. So we would like to thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Stories of Significance. Um, be sure to like and subscribe, you know, where, where everywhere you can find your podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or um, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us um, via YouTube or uh, Facebook videos, we appreciate you guys for finding us this way. Uh, Once again, you'll uh, be able to listen to us next week um, with another great conversation with one of our student athletes on the Stories of Significance channel here on the Vanguard Podcast Network. 